Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheen with you until half past five. Now, Loud make the long trip south to face Cork in Porky Cueve next Saturday in the qualifiers. The weekend, of course, coming off the back of that very disappointing Leinster Championship exit against Kildare. Cork, for their part, of course, dumped out by Kerry comprehensively enough in the end and now having to pick themselves up for the qualifiers. But what's the mood like down on Leeside after a fairly barren period for the footballers? A little bit earlier on, I caught up with Dennis Hurley of the Echo newspaper in Cork to find out. So Dennis, I guess it's been a, a difficult enough, probably 10 years or so now for Cork football when you look, they haven't won a, a Munster title since 2012, which is which is hard to believe in ways. But just in general terms, where is Cork football at at the minute? Do you think it's it's slowly making a recovery or is it still very much in the doldrums? I, well, I'm probably biased, David, um, but I suppose, I, I do think it is making a slow recovery. Um, to be fair, it's, it's very slow, um, I suppose, by necessity. Um, like you had the, the under twenty and the the minor wins of twenty nineteen, which were, were big positives at the time, um, and they're, they're just taking a while then to kind of to for that to, to bear fruit at senior level. Um, it, it it's made tougher by the fact that this squad is has undergone a huge amount of change in the last two or three years, and that it's a very very young panel. Um, I think Brian Hurley is the oldest uh, at thirty one. And you just, you don't have that kind of core of experienced players who've had success that would be able to to help young lads kind of settle quicker, shall we say. Um, you know, there, there have been a lot of um, a lot of disappointing days for, for Cork football over the last, like you say, over the last decade, really. Um, and kind of missed opportunities and kind of what-if moments, um, but I suppose there's no point dwelling on those. Cork are where they are. They had, I won't say a positive league, but they managed to avoid relegation, which, you know, was the was was, was the, the, the the main priority um, going into this year. And then just hopefully to, to, to build on that, they were never going to beat Kerry, I think, it says a lot about where Cork are that it was taken as a half encouraging result to to kind of stay with Kerry for 50 minutes and then avoid a complete hammering in, in the last 15 or 20. Like, it, you know, it was still still a very one-sided scoreline at the end. But I think Cork, in losing by... Um, in, in losing by 12 points as they did, they still kind of surprised people that it wasn't more, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the, the draw, I suppose both teams would probably be looking at it as a very winnable game. Um, 
you know, the the, the draw kind of fell kindly given that, you know, Armagh and Tyrone got each other um, and that kind of took them out of the equation. And it's a great opportunity now for Cork and Arloud to get to the last 12. And then, you know, you're playing a team that have lost a provincial final and, you know, might, might be finding it tough to bounce back from that. So there's an opportunity there, definitely. I think from a Cork point of view, um, and, you know, without sounding disrespectful to load, and it's definitely something that could bounce back on Cork, is that Cork would never, or Cork would always look at load as a team that they should be beating, which mm. is a, you know, a terrible attitude to have. I hope it's not the case that, you know, there's any complacency like that. Definitely given the league that load had, um, and uh, the opening game in Leinster, their, their graph is on the rise, I suppose. <laughs> the, the Leinster Council, Council scheduling was unfair, really, on the teams that, that won and then had to go out again the following week in a game where they were going to be underdogs anyway. But I think, leaving that aside, Loud will definitely be coming down, um, looking at this as a, a great opportunity too. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it, it's kind of... Um, don't think it's unreasonable to call it a, a 50-50 game and I just hope that Cork are keyed in enough to make sure that they are aware of the, the size of the challenge that, that Loud will, will bring. Mm. You mentioned there that the you know the Cork kind of squad has undergone a lot of changes. It seemed like, and again, you're a lot closer to this than I am, but even just for me, browsing through the sports pages every day for the last few weeks or a few months, it seemed like every other week there was another player had left the panel and, and some of whom had only just arrived onto the panel shortly before that. So is there any particular reason for, for why that was happening? Um, yeah, like it, it's, um, it, 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 it'll be kind of concerning, all right, that, that there is such an amount of churn. Um, Billy Hennessy was a guy who was on the, the hurling panel last year and he was left off the hurling panel for 2022 and then went with the footballers. I think he played one game at centre-back and then he was gone. Um, I suppose the uh, it's probably down to the, the size of the challenge there. You know, you're, you're not going to be winning in All-Ireland in the next couple of years. You're probably not going to be winning Munster. So it's a case of trying to build and get out of Division 2 and up to Division 1 and it's a slow process and you're going away to places like Derry, you know, in... The, in the depths of February weather and it's it's not for everyone. So I suppose that's probably one positive that the management feel that they have a group of players in there um, who have bought into the, the project, shall we say, and that they understand that it is a, a project that, that will take time. Um, so from that point of view, if they could beat load and then have a tilt at a provincial loser, it would represent the year of progress given how last year went, given how they missed a great opportunity in 2020 in the, the Munster final against Tip. You know, it would show at least that the, the ship is going in the right direction. But it's um, it, it's definitely some something that, that can't be taken for granted um, and that it, 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 it will be a, a tough game. I I think the factors in Parky Cueve might almost be... I wouldn't say disadvantage, but I think Parky Ring might might suit it better. Um, you know, the Cork train there and, and they're more used to playing there and you're not gonna have a massive crowd. So, you know, whatever five or six thousand in Parky Ring makes for a lot better atmosphere than, than the same amount in Parky Cueve. But um, you know, I, I don't know. That that mightn't be an issue. I suppose more pressing is the fact that Cork have a couple of injuries. 
Um, the goalkeeper, Michal Martin, the son of the Taoiseach, he, he had to limp off in the first half against Kerry. Um, the second year in a row, he's had to um, come off injured against Kerry. So he has bad luck there. And he's he's kind of in a race against time. Um, they're hopeful that he might be fit. But, um, you know, I suppose it is, is 50-50 at best. And then the guy who came on for him against Kerry, by the name of Dylan Foley, he plays outfield for his club, um, Aero Oog, and it was his first time playing club or county in goal. He played a bit in goal in UCC. And the funny thing is that the other goalkeeper on the panel is his club mate who plays in goal for Aero Oog at club level, Chris Kelly, and he has been struggling with injury too. So you could have a guy starting his first ever um, Cork game in goal against right. Loud. Kevin Flahev then went off injured and he he's a, a long-term a long-term absentee and that's a blow on that he's a, a good tight defender. Um, you know, he he would have been, I suppose, a candidate to mark Sam Mulroy or Conor Grimes, um, uh, in that he's a good man marker. And he he did very well against Kerry in that semi-final in 2020. And then he was dropped from the panel completely for the final against Tip. And I think it was a, a factor in Cork losing. So he he is a loss in another guy who said bad luck with injuries. Cork in general seem to have have a lot of injuries. Um and I don't know if, if they're if it's just all bad luck or if there's something more to it. But Sean Meehan, who was a joint captain who was on that under twenty team in twenty twenty and was really good last year. Um he's out as well for a while. So you know with with a young kind of shallow squad um that has had a lot of change you're even having to, to go further down in the depth chart when when you have injuries like that. So they're um they are they are definitely stretched um that way. Um yeah and in terms of the like the style of play I suppose like Loud obviously had that really good win over Carlo. They got promoted from division three as well as we know but you know they were just blown out of the water by by Kildare in the first 10 15 minutes or so i think it was seven points to no score after about 12 13 minutes and mickey hart called it a battering after the game he he talked about the high octane start that Kildare had do you think cork are equipped physically fitness wise and every other way to 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 kind of come out of the blocks like that and to because i'm sure they would have seen what Kildare did to loud and they'd be maybe targeting a fast start but do you think they're capable of that uh, I I wouldn't be overly optimistic that they would. Um, I think um, I, I think definitely over the last couple of years now we've seen a real um, uh, what did I say a real kind of split between the conditioning of the very top teams and those below them. And I think playing in Division One really means a team has to get their levels up. To something above anyone else, and you know, obviously, Kildare were relegated from Division One, but they, they still won two of their games, and they were, you know, they they didn't. I don't think they had too many hammerings. Like you know, they they were putting it up to to the very best teams, and so you know, against against anyone then who have been playing in Division Three, it's going to be a mismatch. Cork, you could see against Kerry that they they were a bit below the the levels in terms of. In terms of strength and conditioning, so I don't, I don't think there'll be a massive, um, a massive difference that way. Uh, I think, I think the difference between Division Two and Division Three is a lot less than that between Division Two and Division One. Mm. So, just... like Cork do have a couple of forwards, um, like Brian Hurley, who I said, 
Kahlomani was a really really good young player with a lot of potential but again has struggled with injury and then Stephen Sherlock who's he's in his mid to late 20s and he's he's been on and off the panel for a few years but he he was really good for St. Finbars when they won the county title last year and he has managed to kind of improve the performance when he's come back in with Cork this time now so you have guys who can kind of put up big tallies but they're not they're not able to do it every day yeah yeah, and Sherlock's a free taker as well. I'm right in saying, I think. Um, well, Sherlock, uh, he, yeah, he, he's, he's very, um, very accurate from from the freeze. Hurley can take them as well, um, but but Sherlock was on them against Kerry. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss mm. just, just one kind of point away from the, the game itself I'm interested to get your thoughts on the, the Cork psyche we know Cork is a very proud sporting county they're very proud people never lacking in confidence anything like that but there's some parallels I suppose between Cork and Meath in terms of how the footballers have gone in, in recent times where they were once you know well probably 20 odd years ago in Meath's case and before that Kingpins and Cork the same and people of a certain age will remember when Meath and Cork were the top two sides in the country but one thing that you know was said about Meath for a long time is that there was a refusal to accept where they were at and that applies to the county board and everything below that there was a refusal to accept that something needs to change here we're not where we were before uh, and the success that they had in the past whether that was by accident or design wasn't coming and, and wasn't showing any signs of returning do you sense that there's any uh, reluctance to accept that in Cork that the people are still Nearly, nearly afraid to kind of admit we're we're nowhere near it here, and things need to change. Or are they on the path now to maybe they accepted that four or five years ago, and they're moving forward? Because I, I really felt like in me that took a little bit of a, a while for the penny to drop. Yeah, I think I don't think it's the case now. It, it probably was was the case up until a few years ago. Um, that that kind of the the expectation was that you know Cork would be able to beat Kerry once every two or three years, and kind of be a, a top eight or a top 12 side almost by default. And then 
um, the mid to late teens, the results just kind of got worse and worse. And then there was a five year plan put together um, at the beginning of 2019, um, which looked to kind of tackle, tackle, you know, the issues facing football at all levels in the county. And, and Connor Cunahan was appointed um, as a as a director of football, essentially. And like the 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 minor and under twenty one wins of that year, I suppose weren't actually, you know, part of of that five year plan, but they they certainly kind of helped to add to it. But it it's um it, it's something that that you know that was looked at, but it's it's a gargantuan test, and at the same time, you know, it's you can you can have these plans, but you know, like. Like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they're punched in the face. Yeah. So it's um it's it's great to say, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna get Cork back, but you've you've all the other counties looking to do the same as well. But I, I think definitely I, I don't think there's anyone in Cork labouring under any illusions anymore, like that that Cork are underperforming. Well, they are underperforming in terms of where people feel they should be, but there, there's an acceptance that where they are now is where they deserve to be at this moment. Mm. And just finally then, um, the game itself, you mentioned it there, that the Cork would expect to, to beat Loud, rightly or wrongly, as as you mentioned as well. Yeah, h- historically, it, like, yeah, it, you yeah. know, you'd, you'd have the counties will say, like, Kerry, Dublin, you know, that you think you could beat them on a given day, then you have the others where you'd say you probably should beat them. Um, you know, let's say the 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 likes of um Kildare now or, or or Galway or Mayo, like going back to time Cork would, would kind of feel that they'd have it over them and then you'd have the rest and say, Oh yeah, sure. Um Cork, Cork should be, but again, should is such a dangerous and subjective concept. Mm. Um, it, it, it's probably what leads to counties having periods in the doldrums like that. And like you say, taking a bit too long to actually come to realize that something needs to be done. Yeah. And just on that, then, would it be fair to say, in the eyes of Cork people, if they were to lose to Lau, would that be considered an absolute disaster? I think the people who. The people who don't properly follow Cork football, um, you know, the, the the people for whom Cork football exists as a day out in Killarney every couple of years would probably look at it that way. The people who understand football and see that, you know, Mickey Hart has come in and has has done a good job so far and that Loud have are, are building, I think would, I wouldn't say they'd accept it, but they'd certainly understand it. Mm. Um so I um I I wouldn't be surprised if Cork were to win. I I was wouldn't be surprised if Loud were to win either. I definitely don't think it'll be like that um that league game after the pandemic. Yeah. Um yeah. where where Cork won so comfortably. I think definitely things have have changed even even since then. I'm gonna to have to try and drag you off the fence and and, and get a prediction early. How, how do you think it's gonna go? I think. I think Cork will win narrowly. Um, that uh, I think I think there was enough encouraging signs against Kerry that there there is work being done and that there is um, there is a realization that Cork are where they are. 
And I think that they'll approach it in, in the right way and get the result, hopefully backed by a big crowd. I don't expect that to be the case, but I think that they will um, they will do enough. Yeah, well, it remains to be seen. I suppose uh, I'd expect a, a decent enough loud crowd to travel down as well. So maybe there'll be a decent enough crowd there. might be hard to tell them apart with the red and white, but uh, yeah, sure yeah, exactly. be, a, be a good loud crowd there. Listen, thanks very much, Dennis, for, for taking the call and giving us your thoughts and your, I suppose, your views on the state of Cork football at the moment. Okay, thanks a lot, David. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.